0: Hi, welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lam, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm. Today we're focusing on early autumn tasks, at the Nelson Farmer's Market, it is now officially autumn, and with the change in season, the produce and products available at the Nelson Farmer's Market are also changing. Kerfaga Vanilla's season has come to an end, but the great news is that a full range of Kerfaga Vanilla products are now available at the Sugar Moose stall. I love that name, Sugar Moose. So you no longer have to miss out on the f- these fabulous products over the rest of the year. The market now has a great range of autumn fruit, including apples, pears, black boy peaches, as well as the last of the plums and raspberries. A range of pumpkins and squash are now available, while there are still good numbers of summer vegetables such as tomatoes, cucumber, salad greens, capsicums, fennel, eggplants and so much more. Wow, that just sounds like a whole lot of bounty to me. Autumn is here and I am very happy. It seems as though someone flicked a switch a couple of weeks ago and wham! The autumn started really quite strange. I, I noticed that the mornings were getting cooler and that must have been at least two or three weeks ago. I kept thinking this feels slightly autumnal, which is odd because it's still the late, it was still late summer then. In our districts, it looks as though night temperatures are going to be going higher again, which is a little bit sad because I really love sleeping. And I find that when the temperature is above about 16, it's, I tend to have a slightly fitful sleep. So he is hoping that those those I think I think they're just supposed to be this week and maybe a little bit of next week and after that it's supposed to cool down again at night. So fingers crossed. I did see on the monthly outlook from the Met Service that we're in for a drier than normal March. That's that's <laughs> that makes sense, doesn't it? Because we had a wetter than normal February. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, it's not looking as though there's a lot of moisture on the horizon. The good news is we are getting quite heavy dews in the morning, and that really does help. I, I noticed on Sunday I weeded a really arid piece of garden, and this morning when I looked, okay, I know that the moisture was only on the surface of the soil, but at least it shows that these dews do make a bit of a difference, so that that is something. At least it gives the plants a little bit of relief. I'm drowning in produce at the moment. I've got cooking apples and, and beautiful, firm, late season peaches and now quince. I'm quietly going, eek, because I don't have a lot of time to do anything with them. Normally I stew most of the peaches and have them in the winter, but we've really been enjoying them. This is a Refton peach and it's a firm flesh. I'm just trying to think. Is it white? I think it is. It is white. It's not yellow. It's not yellow flesh have to have a close look no i'm pretty sure it's white and or might be lemon (laughs) anyway it's absolutely delicious they're crisp so you can eat them just like an apple and they're very juicy and the flavor is gobsmacking it's like the flavor of, of fruit when i was young it's just the most gorgeous gorgeous peach flavor so we've actually been chopping them up fresh on our cereal in the morning and normally i don't really enjoy it sounds weird i don't really enjoy fresh fruit on cereal But I have really been enjoying those peaches, so I am going to be stewing some because uh, I've got to get them off the tree now. They tend to, you know, sorry, I'm just—it's early in the morning. Can you tell? My mouth isn't quite connected to my brain yet. But normally they start—they start ripening. I think round about mid-mid February this year. They have been a little bit later, which I'm quite happy about. But I've realised even though they're still quite firm because they don't actually go soft, they just have a little bit of give when they're really ripe, the birds are starting to get to them. So today I'm going to go and pick the rest and I will stew those. So the cooking apple I've got, it, it's, it's one that I, I think I've mentioned it quite a while ago on one of my shows. It's an apple that I rescued from our paddock. Our, this property was an orchard for a fairly short period of time, quite a long number of years ago. We've been here for 17 and a half years and it was definitely it was way before that. And I don't know what variety this apple is. I've, I've got a fishy feeling it's a cross because it's sort of like a Bramley, but it's not a Bramley, crossed with something else. And the thing I love about it, I call this tree my apple sauce tree because I just make the most beautiful apple sauce and all it has in it is a touch of water. That's it. So when I'm stewing my fruit, I don't add any sugar. I remember... In the past always thinking that if you were going to freeze fruit stewed fruit it needed to have sugar in it to help it you know to help preserve it so that it would last well in the freezer well i've proven that you don't necessarily well i don't think you need to do that i've found that just by well, no matter what i'm stewing even if it's plums plums apricots apples you name it anything I just chop the fruit up and put a a little bit of water. I would say I probably put just under a third of water to the amount of fruit I've got. Maybe even less than that at first. And then I bring it to the boil very gently. Um, I probably, I have it sort of on a moderate heat. I don't turn it right up full blast because with that amount of water, it's quite possible that any of your fruit might stick to the bottom if it heats too quickly. So I do have to do it quite slowly. And then when it comes to the boil, I just simmer it gently until, until they're cooked. Sometimes I will have to add a little bit more water. These apples tend to fluff up, so I do need to sort of keep adding a little bit of water to them as they're cooking. And what I do once the apples are are totally cooked, I um, just use a stick blender just to blend it into apple sauce. And I don't overblend it because if you overblend it, that's another really interesting thing. If you overblend apples, they turn into glue. I mean, literally, it's just like egg. They don't taste the same, and they have a real sort of gluey texture in your mouth. It's not nice, so I tend to slightly under, under blend my ab- apple sauce. The other apple that I've got, which I, I know exactly what this variety is, it's wonderful. is a Sturmer apple, which is a very old-fashioned cooking apple, and it's got an incredibly strong flavour. It is quite tart, so it's not you, you wouldn't want to sort of try and eat one. They really are too tart for that. But absolutely beautiful for something like tata tatan or apple crumble. They make the most fabulous apple crumble. And I do also stew them for apple sauce. And I don't add sugar because I'm going to be serving the apple sauce with things like pork sausages and roast pork, etc. So yeah, I, I really, really do. If, it, it gives a slightly stronger flavored apple sauce, but it, it's not too acerbic on the mouth. So really, really, really divine. Now my quinces. Last year my quince tree didn't have much of a crop. This year it's got a magnificent crop and I'm looking at it sideways going, I really need to make some quince jelly because we love quince jelly with cold meat and cheeses. I don't tend to make the quince paste which is where you've you've got to cook it for a lot longer and and it turns into something quite solid. It's very easy to do And I've made it before, but I found that it didn't last very well, even in the fridge. It tended to get mouldy, and I don't know whether that was because I undercooked it. I don't think I did. So I do prefer to make quince jelly. So that's on my agenda shortly. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at 23 Halifax Street on every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1pm, rain or shine. I'm Philippa Foe's Lamb. Today we're focusing on early autumn tasks. Now it's time to get your diaries out. The Nelson Farmers Market, in order to celebrate the change in season, the market is having an autumn harvest festival on 16th of March as part of the National Farmers Market Week. So that's the 16th of March. Put that down in your diaries. National Farmers Market Week is an annual celebration that highlights the vital role farmers markets play in the nation's food system. Amidst a global pandemic and nationwide change, it is now more important than ever for markets to bring people together and provide fresh and affordable food. At the Nelson Farmer's Market, the wonderful produce and artisan stalls will have recipes for you to collect, which showcases their autumn, their amazing autumn products. Shop fresh and shop local. We're so lucky to have our farmer's market, it's just so wonderful. So getting, one of the reasons why I wanted to mention about stewing fruit is you might have a glut of apples or something on your property. So I just thought I'd give you some ideas of what of what you could be able to do with it. And it's not, it's not really hard. The worst part is chopping it all up. But let's face it, when you get that finished product that you can have throughout the year, or you can freeze and have throughout the following seasons, it's well worth it. And I've, Talking about longevity, I've got apple sauce that's been in the freezer now for two years and I'm still using it and the flavour is gorgeous. It hasn't changed even without having sugar in it. So it really does work. With all the rain in February, this is what's amazing. The th- it was the third wettest February on record in the Nelson Marlborough region, which is, which is incredible and I imagine it probably was the same in the rest of the Tasman region and also in, over in Golden Bay. Because of this, the weeds and the lawns have gone bonkers. Our lawn finally has gone beautifully green and our paddock looks fantastic. I keep going out there hoping I'm going to find a mushroom because with all those sheep on that paddock, that were there on that paddock, I'm really hoping we get a good mushroom crop. We've got birch billets and larch billets that have been coming up, but I think it's a little bit too early for the field mushrooms. They tend to be, I think, round about April. I remember as a child, we used to harvest them in um, central Otago, we used to go hunting for them and I think that was always round about Easter. Sometimes Easter I know is early but I've got a funny feeling it was, was usually sort of round about the beginning of April when we were doing that. So I mustn't be too eager mind you, it's a good excuse to have a good walk round our paddock because I love our paddock. So now is the time to weed like crazy, especially in the vegetable garden. My kitchen garden is looking good it's producing really good crops i've got four rows of carrots up which is brilliant and but i really do have to keep on top of the weeds and i'm hoping this winter i'm really going to be able to clean a lot of the areas out properly luckily a lot of the crops are permanent crops like trees and with those john can just use the mower to mow across what used to be one of my little rotational beds so that's great. But I, I do have things like my gooseberry patch, which is doing well, but I need to keep on top of the weeds there, definitely. And also my other rotational beds where I've got vegetables at the moment. God, I must tell you, I've got the most magnificent yellow courgette. I think it's golden, not golden nugget, that's a tomato. Forgotten the name of it. But anyway, it's a lovely yellow courgette. And this thing has been phenomenal. I grew them from seed because I had them down on my plant stand. And last year, I tried to grow a yellow one that I'd grown from seed, and it just sat there going, I am not remotely interested in doing anything. Well, this year, I must have planted it, I'm just trying to think, it would have been late October, I think, early, probably late October, and it was two plants in a pot because when I sow seed, because I want to make sure that I get a germination, I always put two seeds in, so I remember just planting this, and and I did it perfectly, actually, without even realising I had I try to look at what direction I think the zucchini is going to grow because there's nothing worse when you've only got, you know, a couple of rotational beds and you want to put a courgette in, you put it in next to some lettuces or something. And a few weeks later, you think, oh, crikey. And the zucchini has decided to grow in that direction and completely smothered your other crops because they do tend to sort of grow along. You'd think it would go, you think a courgette would sort of grow up, but it doesn't. It goes sort of along. And Anyway, I've got one that's facing one way. This is of this so-called one yellow yellow courgette. And it has produced and produced and produced. The most beautiful, oh, gorgeous flavour, yellow zucchini. So I'm most impressed and, and they, it hasn't smothered anything either. I do have another green courgette that I planted quite late, because I did it as a, as a test. I planted it probably late January, early, probably even early February. And it isn't really looking that robust. It is starting to produce courgettes, but I think if you plant, if you want to plant one a little bit later, you really do need to put it in a tunnel house or something, I think. It's a wonderful time talking about carrots. It's a wonderful time to sow more carrots. You'll have them to harvest in winter if you sow them now. The frosts tend to make them sweeter too at that time of the year. To help ensure success in autumn, sow them in soil that was composted for a previous crop and work the soil to a very fine tilt. I love that word, tilt. It really just means a fine crumble. You really want to have lovely fine soil for your carrots. And also try to make sure you've you've got it in an area where the soil is quite deep and friable. That's another lovely word. and It's F-R-I-A-B-L-E, not friable as in food. And... This means that you're likely to get lovely straight carrots, whereas if if your carrot hits rocks or something, you'll end up with very distorted shapes, which can be interesting, but they can also be hard to clean. So what I do then is I make a furrow. I either do one long furrow, and it doesn't have to be deep, probably about a centimetre deep, or several shorter ones, and then I put a little bit of seed-raising mix in the bottom of the furrow. I water it and then sow my seeds as thinly as I can. Well... (coughs) If you could see my carrots at the moment, you'd realise I'm not good at doing it thinly. I then cover the seed with a very light layer of more seed raising mix, firm it down and water with a gentle rose so as not to dislodge the seed. The reason I use seed raising mix in the bottom of the thorough and to cover the seed is that it helps to keep the seed slightly warmer and I found that I do get a better germination rate. And it also holds a little bit more moisture underneath them, which helps too. Covering with a piece of frost cloth will aid the speed of germination and will keep cats and rabbits etc from scratching up your seeds. It's the most important thing is to ensure that they don't dry out while they're germinating. This can be a little bit tricky because you, obviously they're quite shallow, you, you sow them quite shallowly, so yeah, it really is important to help to keep them watered and only with a light watering, not a heavy one, or you will dislodge the seed. Happy gardening. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers airs Tuesday morning, 22-11, and replays Sunday afternoon, 20 to 3 Previous editions of this show are available as a podcast from our website, freshfm.net, or through the Access Internet Radio app. Thanks to the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm for supporting a show about gardening. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz